There's a word from the Lord as we continue this series, seeing ourselves as God sees us. This is a new bookmark that the ushers will have because it now has all 10 of the messages that's on this after church. See an usher, get one, take it home, take it with you to the beauty shop, the barber shop, wherever you go, just, just drop it in some place. Amen. You never know who may pick it up and be inspired by the word of God. In this eighth message, God has given us the assignment to visit the book of Judges, the sixth chapter of the book of Judges, verses 12 through verse 16. And we're reading today from the New International Version. Now let me just check in and make sure. Do I have time to preach this? Amen. I want to share this message with you. God extended this series for a reason. Amen. And so verse 12 of Judges chapter 6 reads, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, the angel said, to him, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is really with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring you up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hands of our enemies, the Midians. Verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied again. But how can I save Israel? Listen to this. My clan or my extended family is the weakest in the tribe of Nazareth. And I am <laughs> the least or I am the worst in my weak family. <laughs> Verse 16, the Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. And the church said, amen. Amen. Now we are not touching and as much hugging we're going to be like a Methodist church or Episcopalian church, Deacon Moore. Oh, I'm in trouble now. Hey, my mother's looking at me, say, you shouldn't have said that, son. Amen. Considering the fact she used to be a Methodist, I, I take that, mother. Since we can't touch and agree as much, just, just get kind of close to somebody and just and look at him. <laughs> That's right, you can just rub elbows or something, amen. Just, 
do something. Now, now y'all do know since we can't touch, y'all got to say amen a little louder, right? Just, just so I know I'm in the right church, amen. Here's the message for this eighth message in the series. The series is entitled, Seeing Ourselves as God Sees Us. Amen. Just look at somebody, just rub elbows, or just wave, whatever you got to do, and say, see yourself in the future. That's what I want to talk about. See yourself in the future. Y'all be seated. Give God a hand of praise. Amen. Just, just encourage somebody to say, you look good in the future. Amen. See yourself in the future, seeing as God sees. One of the perhaps most challenging things for some people of faith is to see themselves. Listen to this. This is why God asked me to extend this series because the next three messages are crucial. God says one of our challenges is to see ourselves beyond our current unpleasant circumstances. That's a challenge, Elder Brown, to some folk. That how, how do I see myself beyond what I'm going through? How do I see myself not broke all the time? How do I see myself not struggling all the time just to make ends meet? How do I see myself not sick all the time when I'm in and out of doctor's offices every other day? It's not easy for some to believe in their lives that things are going to get better. We talk that talk, and we come to church, and we repeat what the preacher says. And the truth of the matter is, do we really believe that things in our lives are going to get better, particularly when it has been bad, in fact, so bad. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, so bad for so long. Some of you are living witnesses, amen. You want to raise your hand, but you don't want to put your business out in the street like that. How can I believe that, Pastor Jackson? It has been so bad for so long. Ooh. It's hard for me to see beyond where I am right now. The enemy is always up in your face telling you you're going to die like this. You're going to end up this way. Ooh, and perhaps this is the reason why some have done what I have called the unthinkable. They have given up on their future. To me, there, there, there's nothing sadder 
and someone who has given up on the fact that in the future things are going to be better in their life. They have lost hope. They have lost their focus. They can't see down the road. There's a medical term for this that we put on the board called myopia, nearsightedness. <laughs> what, it, what it means is that it, it, people with this condition can't focus their eyesight on things far away. That's why they do it like this. <laughs> because they can't see when the further they try to look, the blurrier it becomes. <laughs> now this is a common thing that in fact uh, experts would say 25% of the people in the United States suffer with this. You can see things, but you've got to be close up on it to see I'm going somewhere. God says it takes a special kind of vision to see something way down the road. It takes a special kind of faith to be in a situation, but know somewhere in my future, God will turn it around. Who am I preaching to? Am I preaching to any, anyone here? Now, now the enemy will tell you, you, you have this condition, you have this nearsightedness where it's hard for you to see it. God says, don't worry, I've got some help for you. I'll give you some spiritual glasses. <laughs> you can put it on. I see you, Sister Sheila, and you, and you can't see it by yourself. Preach Pastor Jackson and uh, when the, the older we get, the more help we got. That's why every brother on the front row look like you got some help. All oh, but Deacon Bobby Diamond, you all right, man. I want to be like you, amen. But, but, the, but the older we get, the more help we need. Am I right about it? Because it, it, it gets hard to see for a distance. But God says, don't worry about it. I'm going to help you out because what you don't know whew, is that you've got some blessings down the road. Can I preach to somebody? See, uh, the problem with this impatient generation uh, society that we live in right now, if it's not up and close, if it's not right here at our hands, we have a difficult time becoming excited about something that is far away in our future. In other words, we want it and want it right now. But faith is believing and hoping that God will turn and God promise that I'll make things better after a while. That's why the old folks say, I'm so glad trouble don't last always better days are coming by and by anybody got the faith to know that where you are is not how you're going to end up that god's got a plan for your life god's got a blessing in your life that others cannot see because they don't need to see it god just want to encourage you it takes faith to rejoice over a future blessing based on a future promise 
Anybody know what God has said about you? God said you're blessing highly favor. Doesn't mean that you got it right now. God said you are the head and not the tail. Doesn't mean that they were the head right away. God said you will be a lender, not always a barrier. Doesn't mean you got anything to lend right now. But I trust the God. I serve. Somebody ought to just give God a quick 10 second praise for turning your finances around and turning your health around and your career around. You got 10 seconds to put your best praise over what God is going to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. See? The problem when we suffer from spiritual and emotional nearsightedness is that we often lose hope. And the enemy knows that hope is important. Someone says, now, Pastor, how do you distinguish between hope and faith? And I tell people this, Bishop Ketchins, hope drives you there. Faith allows you to see it as you're on your way there. But something has to get you out of the bed to go even check out what faith said is possible. That is why even a couple weeks ago here from this portia, the Reverend Jesse Jackson spoke to us on Heritage Day, and he told us it is always important to keep hope alive. Am I right about it? That is why the first African-American president of the United States by the name of Barack Obama, he wrote a book called The Audacity of Hope. This book derived from a sermon in Chicago by my friend, Dr. Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Uh, Barack Obama, a young man sitting in the pews, and Dr. Jeremiah Wright preached this message. And the message uh, encouraged, inspired this young family man. And Dr. Wright says this. He says, hope in the face of difficulty. Hope in the face of uncertainty. Hope the idea. Audacity of hope, <laughs> the audacity to wake up every morning and say, I know things are going to get better. The audacity with your sick self to still have joy. The audacity with your broke self can still give God your best praise. The audacity with the kind of week you had last week can show up in church and don't have to wait on the organ to give you a cue. But when you think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for you, you praise God because you know the God you serve. Look at somebody say the audacity to praise God anytime. That's what it does. And that is why it is important. Hope allows us to look beyond our current situation. And hope allows us to see ourselves in the future. Hope allows you to go and get it. Faith allows you to see it as you're going to get it. Faith, hope says get up and go for it. Faith said believe what you're going for. <laughs> Can I say that again? 
Hope makes you get up out of the bed and comb your pretty hair. And thank you, Mother, I changed my the dialogue. Hope makes you wash your face when you don't feel like washing your face. Hope takes you when there's not a dime in your bank account and everything in you to say you ought to frown and mourn and be grumpy all day. But you go to work. Good morning, everybody. This is a good day because this is the day God has made. Folk, look at you. What's wrong with you? Did your ship come in? Yes, my ship comes in every morning. I put my feet on the floor. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Somebody ought to give God a praise. Encourage somebody. Say, don't you lose hope. Amen. Don't you ever lose hope in what you can and will become. Look at the text. This powerful text that's found in the book of Judges. Let us in this text examine the testimony of a man named Gideon. Gideon we know is not the Gideon he had been. I'm going somewhere. Gideon was a faithful servant of God. Gideon was a great military leader. Gideon was a conqueror of uh, the Midianite army. But before he became any of that, Gideon was a timid, shy young man who doubted his own ability. In fact, Gideon would not have been chosen by himself or anybody else to lead anyone. But here's how God operates. God often looks for people who others do not think too much of. Now, some of you, and don't take this the wrong way, but some of you are too overly confident for God. Some of you, you, you think too highly of yourself to actually be used by God. And the problem with you is that God said, I've got issues with you because I know even if I do something great through you because your ego is distorted and because you think you have always been all of that, when God does it, you take the credit. But then there are some who are stutterers, some who are slow, some that others gave up on. And we know, listen, the only reason I'm able to do anything is God has been by my side. And other folk know because they know how you used to be, that it had to have been God to use somebody like you. Anybody know that it was the Lord on your side? Here's how Paul puts it. As he stands trial before Agrippa, having therefore obtained help from God, I have continued to this day. Somebody in here, don't fool me. Now, how many of you in here know that the only reason you are still standing on a second Sunday in March in the year 2020 is you had some help from God? 
Anybody know God? Ah, that's right. Thank y'all. Thank you. Some, somebody, thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. I need some more folk to stand. I need, I need some folk to stand. I, I, I know. Just, uh, just clap your hand. Anybody know that I, the only reason I'm here, look at somebody and say, you're looking at a living, breathing testimony. You're looking at somebody. If God had not been on my side, I would have lost my mind five years ago. Only reason I'm dressed like this, look like this, only reason I can clap my hands like this is that God has been good. Somebody ought to give God a hand. Before you sit down, just about God from the... told me I could preach this right. <laughs> Deacon Clarence, can I preach this? Thank you. Thank you, cousin. So here, here's what God says. God says, here's how I operated. Gideon was one of 13 judges, which by the way, included women. That's, that's, that's for another sermon. <laughs> Deborah was a judge too, okay. Uh, and here's how God operated. Because they did not have any kings and Joshua was now dead, the judges operated in a time frame between the death of Joshua and the ministry of Samuel. And here's God, God says, I, I, I would raise up a judge or a military leader. This wasn't a jurist or a lawyer or a judge on the bench, but this was a military leader called in the Old Testament a judge. Samson was one of them. And God would raise him up. When, when Israel got in trouble and the enemies of Israel came against them and began to oppress the people of God, God will look among them and choose someone to defeat their enemies. And God says, now, this, this is only a temporary position because I don't want this to go to your head. I didn't put you over the people forever. I, I called you for a purpose. So you're not going to have time to serve long enough to have an anniversary. <laughs> you, you are, you are going to be serving long enough for them to have an appreciation service for you. We ain't going to celebrate your birthday every year. I just, I just called you so that you can do what I've called you to do. And God would choose a leader, and usually one with some issues. Samson, we all know what Samson's issues were, okay? But God still used him. And God says, now the Midianites were a powerful adversarial force against the people of Israel. Their army consisted of 135,000 soldiers. <laughs> and they were coming up against Israel. I'm going somewhere with that. And God says, I've got to find me a leader, someone to go and defeat the Midianites. So God goes and identifies a young man who at the time was hiding 
under a tree to avoid any confrontation with the enemy. Somebody say, but God. God said, I'm going to go get me somebody who thinks that they are a coward. They aren't really a coward, but they just feel like it right now. And God goes and finds this young man hiding under the tree, pressing the grapes to get uh, the liquids out of the grapes. And he did not want to be identified by the Midianites. And here's how God sends an angel and say, Gideon! Gideon looks up and here's where God goes a little off script according to Gideon. He says, mighty warrior. The King James says, mighty man of valor. The New Living Translation says, mighty hero. Wait a minute, God. Am I a hero? And I'm here hiding under the tree? I don't know you. Who in the world are you talking about? But look at somebody and say, God sees you in the future. If God was to have described Gideon at that time based on who he was then, God would have said, Gideon the coward. But God says, I can see beyond your current situation. Somebody ought to help me, sir. I am so glad that God did not define me, Elder Terry Thomas, 25, 30, 40 years ago because I would have been a different person than what I am now. How many of you know God calls you when you don't even think you can be called or be used by God? So some of you are going to be used to do a mighty work for God, but you just don't know it yet, Jeremy Rodney Derrick. You, you, you know, God says, I see what you don't see. I, I have prepared you for such a time as this. Somebody ought to clap those hands for what you are going to become in the sight of God. So listen, God says to Gideon, mighty warrior, mighty man of valor. God says to Gideon, you are a mighty hero. And and verse 15 of chapter 6 is Gideon's response. Gideon <laughs> said, excuse me, Lord, how can I save anyone? Do you not know who I am? Has anyone told you about my family? <laughs> I just want you to know, we are the family on the other side of the track. We're the dysfunctional family that nobody respects. Ain't nobody going to choose us to do anything. Lord, perhaps you have stopped by the wrong place. Gideon said, let me remind you that my clan or my family is the weakest family in the tribe in Manasseh. And in case that's not bad enough, I am the weakest of the weakest family. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Who am I preaching? Some of y'all are the brokest of the brokest family. Ain't 
nobody in your family got anything and you got the least amount of those who ain't got excuse the grammar, those who don't have anything. But God said, that's just where I want you to be. I want you to be in a condition where you can't rely on yourself, your resume, your bank account, or anything else. Because when I turn your situation around, you're going to jump up and say, but God. Are there any but God praises in here? Anybody? Come on, y'all, y'all show me y'all not an Episcopalian church. Just jump out one time and say, but God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you looking at somebody that God had to resurrect. God had to reconstruct. Any of you, God had to reconstruct, resurrect. You are looking at somebody that God had to put it all together again. I was humped, dumped, that fell from the wall, and all my pieces were broken. But God put me back together. Ooh, who am I preaching to? All I need is about 50 witnesses to know what God can do. Can God not use anybody God chooses to use? Mother Jackson, when God wanted to establish one of the most successful ministers in South Carolina, he did not go to the seminary. He did not go to Harvard. He did not even go to the halls of Benedict College, Allen University of South Carolina State, or the University of South Carolina. But God went to a racetrack. God visited a community called Taylor's. God visited a young man who had a stuttering problem. God went to somebody who had dropped out of school and went back to get his G-E-D not his M-A or B-A but God went and said now nah, I got to use a Andrew Charles Jackson and when I use A.C. Jackson folk know that I can do anything with anybody somebody jump up for Bishop Jackson and shout but God Somebody ought to praise God. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because of Bishop Jerry Belton, Roy Belton got saved. Don't tell me what God can. God says, I see you in the Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Can he do it? God will do it. God will do it. Courage your neighbor and say, neighbor, the devil is a liar. God has got a plan with your name on it. God got a plan in the future with your name on it. Look at somebody and say you're blessed 
and highly favored. Look at somebody and say, God is about to turn it around on your behalf. Supervisors, entrepreneurs, CEOs. But God, but God, wave your hand at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't wait until you see it to give God a praise, but see it in the future and praise God right now. Somebody ought to help me give God a right now praise over what God is about to do. Y'all excuse me. Say, neighbor, help me. Praise God right now for what he's about to do. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Put your hands on your eyes and say, I see it. I can see it. I can see houses you did not build. I can see careers. I can see your family delivered. I can see your health restored. I can see God turning it. I see it. I, I, somebody ought to help me praise God. excuse me I'm trying to finish this but I'm stuck on I can see something look at your neighbor say neighbor can you see what nobody else sees can you see yourself on top a lender and not a barrier the head and not the tail Can you see the overflow before it overflows? Let me try that again. Look at somebody say, can you see the overflow before it overflows? Faith walkers, praise God in advance. You got 20 seconds to put your best praise over your future blessing. Where are my praises? Where are my praises? Somebody ought to get in the highway. Somebody ought to run to the altar. Put your best praise over your future blessing. Oh, oh, oh. Praise God when you get it. Anyone can praise God when it's done. But can you praise Him now? Woo! Y'all, y'all, y'all. 
I got to leave you with something. I promise you I'll finish this Tuesday night. You don't want to miss Tuesday night because I got three powerful takeaways. But let me remind you. <laughs> Somebody help me preach like a Pentecostal preacher and say, Woo! Sometimes you got to holler. Sometimes the Hebrews say you got to Shabbat God. Ooh. Wait a minute. How did God do it through Gideon? Go home and read chapter 7 and verse 2. Gideon started out with 32,000 men. Now, I have already said to you, the Midianites had how many, I said? 135,000. Gideon had 32,000. And you know what God said to him in verse 2 of chapter 2? Verse 7 of chapter, verse 7, chapter 2. You know what God said? You got too many. I wish I had just five more minutes. Woo. Look at somebody say, sometimes you got too many friends and too many folk patting you on the back and too many folk following you. Look at somebody say, you don't need all of that. So God said to Gideon, you have too many. I need you to tell everybody who's timid and afraid to go home. <laughs> I've got a message, First Lady, I've never even preached yet. I've been afraid to preach it. I've had it for 15 years called Go Home. And God, God, God just hadn't released me yet. And God said, there's so many folks show up all timid and all afraid. You know what you need to do? In other words, I don't need no timid deacons, preachers, ushers, choir members. I, I need folk to believe that God can do whatever God says God can do. I need folk, God said, to believe that God can overcome. Over and so, three more minutes, promise you. And so, when God said, send all the scared folk home, 22,000. Of the 32,000 say thank you Gideon <laughs> I'll see you later and they turned around and went home verse number 4 chapter 7 and so now 10,000 are left amen let me do my elementary math 22,000 out of 32,000 leave 10,000 you would thank 10,000 to go fight 135,000? That's going to be a challenge. But guess what? God says, Gideon, brother, mighty warrior, mighty man of valor, mighty hero, that's too many. Ooh, help me, Holy Ghost. Some of you have narrowed your friends down to just a handful, but I hate to break the bad news to you, but the handful you got, still too many. 
put a quick praise on desire. Listen, here's how God narrowed it down. God said, here's what I want to do, Gideon. Take that 10,000. Take them down to the river. Tell them to drink water. And those that drink carelessly, those that drink and don't pay attention to their environment, send them home. But those that drink out of their hands, those that drink and still keep their focus on where they are, those are the ones I need. Gideon ended up with 300 to fight 135. And God said, that's all I need. Because guess what? You're not gonna do the fighting anyhow. I already got this. Oh, somebody. Somebody ought to put a praise over the fact that God's already got it. Tell them God's already got it. Here's the story, and I promise you I deal with this Tuesday night. God takes the 300, and he said, divide it up by three and go and surround the enemy's camp. And here's what I want you to do. I just want you to break a jaw and a holler and your scream is gonna give the impression that you're greater than what you really are. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Somebody just caught it. In other words, your praise is gonna tell your enemy that you, Somebody ought to scream! Somebody ought to scream! Y'all excuse me! Y'all excuse me! But sometimes you got to holler like you got it! You got to act like you're greater than... And here's what happened. When the 300 divided up by three, 100 on each side, began to scream, the Midianites turned on each other and they killed each other. Can I give you something that's really gonna make you praise God? Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. When God gets finished, your enemy will kill each other. Come on! Your enemy will turn on each other. Somebody ought to help me praise me. 
those hands. But here's the key. One hundred and twenty died at one time on the battlefield. And all Gideon had to do is break the jar and give a Shabbat praise like it's already done. I've got a message for you today. God says, when I get finished with your enemies, you won't have to lift your hands. All you got to do is praise me like it's already done. Look at somebody and say, greater is coming. If it had not been for the shaking, whew, you never would have made it. How many of you are glad that God took you through something? I need 100 more people to leave your seat without even thinking about it and come to this altar. And God say, as you come, I will deliver you Ooh. something greater is coming with your name on it. Ooh. Come on. Come on and tell us, Sister Francis. Ooh. Ooh. If it had not been for the shaking, I would have never been ready for the making. Ooh. If it had not been for the beating, I would have never known how anointed I would be. <laughs> if it had not been for the present, Ooh. I would be able to walk into my destiny. Uh, He's preparing me. God's preparing you preparing for something in the future. Me, preparing me for, for greater. Look at somebody say, I feel it in the spirit. I feel a beating in the spirit. I feel it, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel a pressing in the spirit. I feel a pressing. He's preparing me for greater. I feel a shaking in the spirit. God's getting ready to do something. I feel a beating in the spirit. God's getting ready to do something. I feel it. I feel God's about to do something. He's preparing me for greater. Ooh. If it had not been, if it had not been for the shaking, I never would have been ready for the making. If it had Ooh, not yeah. been, if it had not been for the making, I would have never known. Preparing me, preparing me, preparing me, preparing me for greater. I feel a shaking, look at somebody and say, I feel it, I feel it. Oh, yeah, yeah.
got to see it to see it. Just lift your hands. Look at somebody say it's coming. It's coming. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. We would deal with this on Tuesday night. He write, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. Look at this, look at this. <laughs> Just look at somebody and say, don't miss this. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. Let, let me emphasize one word. The things, not the thing. In other words, God got more than one thing for you. Look at somebody and say, greater is coming. Come on. Come on. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Lift those hands, everybody. Close your eyes for a moment. Lift those hands. Seeing as God sees. Sermon number eight. See yourself in the future. You have to see something greater coming your way before anybody else sees it. Ooh. <laughs> And let me recommend something to you. You don't always have to share with folk what you see. Because God reminded me there's some brothers of Joseph among us. <laughs> the brothers of Joseph could not deal with the fact that their younger brother saw himself in the future greater than his older brothers 
And as a result, they tried to destroy Joseph's life. Somebody shout, but God. There's some things about you that God says, I am going to show you. And here's my prayer this week. This week, somebody say this week. The week of March the 8th. God says, I'm going to show you some things about you that your own eye won't believe. That you won't believe it, although I am telling it to you. Some of you are going to be supervisors, entrepreneurs. God's going to turn some situations around. I'm just going to say it. I don't. I don't claim to be anything. I'm not a prophet. I don't need a title. I'm just somebody who speaks what God says. God says before the year 2020 is over, there is someone in here. Good God Almighty. God, can I say this, baby? God says, say it. Someone in here, God says, is going to go from poverty to wealth. From sickness to health. Look at somebody and say, before the year is over, somebody's health, financial situation is going to be turned around. Greater is coming. Anybody know it? Tell your neighbor, I receive that. Put your hands right here and say, I receive that. those eyes it begins with a relationship so my question to you this morning and here's the fulfillment here's the rest of this prophecy or this word from the Lord God says it only can happen when you're in the right place and I don't mean geographical place when you're in a right position with God. God says when your vertical is right, the horizontal is gonna work. Somebody is going to move from brokenness to wealth, from sickness to health before 2020 is over. And I need you to turn to someone and say, can you see that for yourself? Can you see yourself wealthy, healthy? Eyes haven't seen. Thank you, Francis. Y'all excuse us. The kind of blessing. The kind of blessing. About to fall on you. Cause victory is here. Kick the feet out the door. God's doing a new thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Get ready for all the flow. 
ago but God's getting ready to do something right now God's getting ready to do something right now God. I touch and agree in the name of Jesus everyone under the sound of my voice they're all getting ready for an overflow God says, I'm doing something in your future that nobody is going to believe it, although it's told unto them. Thank you, Lord, in advance for my future blessings, for my future deliverance, for my future healings, for my future wealth. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh man, go back to your seat and clap your hands and tell them eyes. Anybody want to make that commitment tonight? If you want to be saved tonight, you want to join the church, you want to make that commitment, whoever you are. Anyone? Come on, baby. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. That's about to fall on you. Get ready, get ready. Because victory somebody else victory is here come on to stand whoever God's doing a new thing God's doing a new thing anyone else wherever you are 
God bless you, daughter. Yeah. So get ready for home. Somebody else. I has not I seen. Eyes have seen. Ear. Somebody else is coming. The kind of blessing. Oh, Mother Johnson. The kind of blessing that's about to fall on you. Victory is here. Victory is here. Victory is here. Victory is here. Kick the feet off the dog. Cause God Somebody else. Look at somebody say God's doing a new thing. Get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready. Get ready. Get ready, get ready. Get ready for home. Give God a hand of praise as we take him in. God's getting ready. Look at God, look at God. I'm getting ready, I'm getting to, see. ready to see. Yeah. Look at God. If you knew this young man's story, if you knew this young man's story, praise God. God's about to blow your mind. God's about to blow your mind. God's about to blow your mind. He's going to do it. He's gonna do it. God's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I'm getting ready to see something I never see. Clap those hands. Woo! Clap those hands. Just wave at somebody and say, get ready. Your ladder shall be greater than your father. Get ready. God's getting ready to do something in your life that's going to blow your mind. Woo, come on, man. He's about to do it. He's about to do it. Well, just lift your hands and say he's getting ready to do it. Get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready. He's about to blow your mind. Get ready, get ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get ready for overflow. Oh, come on, give God a praise.